that he would grant you to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, to know also the charity of Christ, which surpasseth all knowledge. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. It is one of my privileges as a priest to be able to visit our sick and shut-in. Something I've learned is if you ever want to feel like you can make a difference in someone's life, then visit the sick, the desolate. I have found that many of our, of our sick, they are often alone. They may be abandoned by their family who are not Catholic, and often they suffer many bodily pains. In this condition, they are very easy to please. Just a, a brief visit, a friendly visit, that will make their day. And they are extremely appreciative. They become fast friends. Never mind that I myself, especially, cannot do anything to relieve their bodily pains. Neither can I make their family members, who often hurt them so much, I can do nothing to bring them back, at least not immediately. But just being a Catholic, at the very least, these people, these lonely people, they find someone they can commiserate with, they can share their sorrows with. This past Friday, Holy Mother the Church has invited all of us to commiserate someone very special, namely our Blessed Mother. It opened the day, the feast day of the Seven Sorrows with these words in her official office. Let us stand with Our Lady, standing by the cross of our Lord. Of all the devotions to Our Lady, this devotion, that of to her sorrows, is it stands out because unlike in her Immaculate Conception and her Assumption, where we see her glorified, beautiful and rich with the grace of God, here in, this, in her sorrows, we find her much like those sick and shut-in that I have described. She is desolate. She is poor and needy. She is crying. She is in pain. And thus she is most appreciative of the least consideration given to her as such. The Church has communicated to us the same mission our Lord gave to St. John. We are invited to take her as our own, to console her, and we are able to do this by God's grace. It's a very special invitation that we could, that we can, be like St. John standing with her. 
she is in heaven, of course. And, but the truth is that the beauty of our faith allows us to transcend time. We can truly console her at the cross. We cannot go back in time and stand there at Calvary, but we do have the Mass, which makes Calvary present every day. Now, if we want to practice this devotion, the first and foremost, and really the only requirement on our part is that we be, we hate sin. If we should try to console Our Lady, to, to visit her, while yet holding on to some sin that we, that we will not give up, we are driving that sword only deeper into her heart. So before, if you remember that you have a sin that you've committed or that you are attached to, resolve to give it up and confess it. Our Lady in heaven, she still has that wound in her heart, and that remains for all eternity. If you visit her, she will open it to you. She will share her sorrows with you. So go to her, that is, call her to mind, or kneel before an image of her. And then she will allow you to compassionate her. What a great privilege. And just to show you, just to show us and try to entice us to do this, Our Lady, she has promised many things to those who honor her sorrows. It was revealed to Saint Elizabeth of Hungary that some years after Our Lady was assumed into heaven, that Saint John, the, the beloved disciple, well, he missed her, and, and he desired to see her again, yet uh, he was alone on this earth, on the island. And his ardent desire was, was granted, and he saw Our Lady, and she came to him with, with our Lord. And they were having a conversation, and he heard what she was saying. She was asking our, her son for some special graces to give to those like St. John, who remember her sorrows. And he granted that those who invoke this hev my heavenly mother, our Lord said, uh, through her sorrows, they will obtain true sorrow for their sins. And I will impress upon them the memory of my passion. And it will be rewarded for them in heaven. And besides these things, Father Faber, one of the greater, greatest spiritual authors uh, of recent times, he, he saw in this devotion, as he tells us, a remarkable connection with interior holiness. He says it communicates to our souls the spirit of the cross, and it gives us the strength and to endure our sufferings with resignation to the holy will of God. Through this devotion, we can, as St. Paul 
wants us to do. Penetrate the height, the length, the depth of the charity of Our Lady and of Christ. The good news is this devotion, to, to, to have it, at least to begin it, is very easy and requires a very little on your part. If you would say but seven Hail Marys every day while thinking of Our Lady's sorrows with the intention of uh, consoling her, then she already promises seven grand promises, and she revealed these to St. Bridget. She said, I will grant peace to your families. They will be, you will be enlightened by the divine mysteries, and I will console you in your pains and works. I will give you as much as you ask, as it is in, in accordance with God's will, for your greater good. I will defend you in your spiritual battles. I will visibly help you at the hour of death. She said that you will see the face of your mother. Much of what I've, I have said and, and much more can be uh, read in the, there's a nice little pamphlet in our bookstore. Now, this little seven Hail Marys you might do, you might start today. That would be a great way to start and you have to persevere. But as Our Lady prophesied about herself, that he who drinks of me shall yet thirst, this should easily grow and we should desire to do more, to honor Our Lady's sorrows. Something you may do is uh, pray the chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrows. It consists of seven Our Fathers and seven mysteries with seven Hail Marys. Something which you can also do, and this is very, a very practical thing, that when you are sad, and who is not sad from time to time, who does not receive a great cross, when, you, when that happens, go to Our Lady, and you can unload your sorrows on her. She will understand. And then having done that, gently try to forget about what is hurting you and consider our own lady's sorrows. In that way, there is a mutual exchange, which is, which is friendship. And you can even try, and with Our Lady's help, you will succeed, to see the crosses in your life, the great sacrifices or contradictions. You will be able to see them from God's point of view. You will be able to see a connection between what you have to suffer and the life of Our Lady, the life of Our Lord. For example, if you've ever had to leave your friends or your family and suddenly, without any explanation, well, Our Lady, she had to do the same thing. If you think about it, her second sorrow when she had to flee to Egypt. It was at the middle of night, and she was, they were in their hometown, and without any chance of giving an explanation to her neighbors or friends, she fled to save her son, of course. And 
how it must have hurt her to leave them behind to their destruction of their own children. But that was the will of God. When you have sorrows and you can't understand or comprehend how or why they are happening to you or what you are supposed to do with them, Our Lady is the one to go to because she did not always understand either. And she tells us, or it is written in the Gospel that when she lost her son in the temple, she did not understand exactly why. And when he, he sort of kindly told her that he must be about his father's business, she just pondered those words in her heart. Of the different sick and shut-ins that I visited, some of them, it's quite charming, they tell me stories, and sometimes they tell the same story every time I see them. And in this way, I, I've learned quite a few good stories. But one that was very striking was that, was that of a widower. He was telling me about his beloved wife and her last days. So she was given a few weeks to live, and they were able to bring her home for her last days, and they had a hospital bed in her room. And so he would watch with her as often as he could. At a certain moment, when he was with her, I think they were praying the rosary together, uh, she reached for his hands. She was very scared, and she held it to her heart. She thought she was dying, that she was breathing her last. And then it turned out she would not die then, and she would die some days later. But that, that memory, that impressed him so much, and I could tell by the way he told me. You see, his wife, she wanted to give her last, the last beat of her heart to her husband. If we go to Our Lady, honor her sorrows, she does the same to us. She holds us to her heart. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.